What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I genuinely stood out of my chair walking going, no way. This book is awesome. That I, I said that because I'm a loser and I was I was alone and I had no one to talk to. I, I actually said, I'm not just saying that for a joke. I said that out loud. You even mentioned, I can't believe this is the first thing you said. You cried at a certain point in the book. Yeah. Which point was that? I'm doing fine, man. I'm not. I drink coffee. You don't drink coffee. I watch you drink coffee. I don't and think I, that's the same. I watch the addiction grow is the problem. I, you, it's first it's two cups, then it's three, then it's cocaine. Welcome back to another two to ramble episode. If you are listening to my voice, I'm I'm so sorry, Richard. It's the, uh, yep, it's the one yep. time I let you do the intro to the podcast. Uh, that's what you give me. I'm giving that enthusiasm because we're recording this at midnight. We had we had a day. Okay, we, we won't get into it. We did a lot of podcast stuff, a lot of troubleshooting, and we couldn't get to recording this till midnight. It's gonna be a fun one. We're gonna stay awake. We're, we're having fun. Okay. We're here to have fun. I'm, yes? I'm here to do my best. It's going to be great. My best no, is not normally enough, but I'm here to give it anyway. I believe in you. <laughs> I believe in us because this episode is going to be, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to this. We are talking about The Sword of Kagan by Emma Wang. We're going to give a spoiler-free summary and a spoil, spoiler-free talk for the first 10 to 15 minutes. And we will warn you all when we're getting into spoilers. We've done this in the past with Stormlight, other books. I love these because you can get a little snippet if you haven't read the book into maybe you should read it or not. We will be very broad. We will not get plot details. And then we can get into the nitty-gritty if you decide to read the book. You yep. excited, Rich? I am. Okay. Uh, right. I'm hyped. Let's do this. It's midnight. <laughs> M.L. Wang, baby. I want to talk about this author first because yeah. M.L. Wang has written several, a few books. She's newer into mm. the industry because Sword of Kagan was a self-published book. Yeah. Self-published. And I've seen other booktubers, by the way, Patrick Leo, shout out to Patrick. He said on on his Goodreads review of this, it was one of it was his favorite self-published book ever. Ever. And it's getting a lot of praise. What do you I'll, think I'll about be honest, that? You take off the moniker of self-published, and it's better than most published books around. It's insane. Like it, the level of quality and not just the ideas and the creativity. Like there's plenty of self-published books that actually do actually better than published books in terms of world building, creativity, interesting plot structure, just something kind of inventive. Yeah. And that's what they normally do well at. But most um most self-published books have a real trouble with dialogue and prose. It just n- is normally never up to snuff as like your standard published author. You can always tell, oh, the person's new to writing. You can always tell. Sort of Kagan, that's not the case. Not Emma Wing. She is a great writer. It, it's wonderful dialogue, character interactions, the just how her prose are done is Ooh, love it. Wonderfully done. The, the action her- scenes, the the dialogue, the all the characters actually have a tone. They all have a voice, which is very hard to do. A 
giving each character their own way of talking that you don't even need to label, you know, he or she said, you just know it's that character because that's how they talk. That's yeah. wonderfully skillful. And Mel Wang is a wonderful writer. Her biggest flaw as a writer is she did not reach back to us when we, when we inter- wanted to interview her. <laughs> we, we emailed her twice. No response. She's, I'm sure she's busy. She gets a lot of stuff. and That means the book is bad. Yeah. <laughs> so if you hear us ever comment negatively on this book, it's coming from that. Yeah. That, so, that's our bias coming out. Emma Wang, phenomenal. It really, you can't tell it's self-published until you see the kind of plot structure and the uniqueness of this book, which mm-hmm. let's, let's get into a little bit of a spoiler-free summary of people. If you're interested in reading this kind of book, the first thing I will say is this book is incredibly unique and its structure and this is this book is what we chose for our, our patrons chose for our book club of the month we discussed this with our patrons over a book club if you want to join our patreon we do a book every single month come on it's gonna fun time you come on join us richard's there unfortunately but you know we have fun and when they're talking about it i'm gonna quote something that some of them said and see if and see rich what you have to expand on it Curtis, one of our patrons i quote said this is an amazing book but it makes no sense that it blew up I'll be honest, yeah, I completely agree. That was an interesting discussion we had um, during the book club is most standard self-published books that blow up, I'm thinking like Lacanus Trilogy, um, there's normally something super exciting in the very beginning that kind of hooks people and really grabs them in, where this is very much this emotional drama where that inciting incident doesn't really happen in the first couple hundred pages that's kind of it's an interesting structure it's a bold decision and let's see if it pays off yeah. spoiler alert it does it, pay it off. does pay <laughs> off because then another one of our pictures josh who didn't like the book as much josh's big big problem with the book is he felt like the beginning promised him something he, he set up his expectations were set up to lead one way and it didn't happen because the book is so unique so josh said this is his message to everybody that he he kind of wanted a little bit of a warning about this book's uniqueness. It doesn't follow. It's not your typical fantasy book. It's not published by Tor or Orbit. This is self-published. And if if the unique the uniqueness is this book's biggest strength and biggest weakness for us, it was a strength mm-hmm. because it had so many new things to do to the genre. But then for somebody else who was expecting a certain kind of story and didn't get that, liked it less. So go into that with the, was that fair to say, Rich? Definitely. I think if you go into this story kind of expecting your standard fantasy adventure, and it's just like, oh, you know, the little guy takes on the big guy and kind of overthrow the like this this kind of standard plot structure at you know big big climactic end or the big battle something like that. That's not what you're gonna get. And if you go in expecting that, you may end up disappointed. But if you keep your you know, expectations open and understand that this is more of a story about uh, the aftermath of war and grief and regret. And that's kind of what it's about. If you go with, into it with that in mind, I think you'll really love it. The very back of the book compares this story, one of the quotes in the back of the book, compares the story to Avatar The Last Airbender and the Poppy War. Because it combines the elemental magic, there's elemental magic in this book, of of Avatar and it does that amazing the magic is so cool it does elements I, I don't want to give too much but just what is done with the bending in this world is really really neat and Poppy Wars grittiness mm-hmm. so it does that it's very much aged up from Avatar Last Airbender this is an adult book it's, I wouldn't say why there's like a YA element in there we'll get to that in spoilers we'll get to that in spoilers, spoilers but this is an adult yeah. fantasy book very much. And Emma Wang actually said that this was, I want to shout out also, also another patron, Yidrasil. This whole episode, by the way, we're just saying Patreon, Patreon until it gets in your goddamn heads, audience. But seriously, I want to, I want to, we, we don't ever say our patrons' names, so I want to give them some credit here. Yeah. So Yidrasil said that one of his issues with the book, he also liked it, was that it's marketed as kind of a standalone. Um, so to let you you viewers know, this is this is it. It's a standalone. There's other books in this world, but this story doesn't really continue right after it ends. This is what you get, and it's done. And so Yitzhak, so he was saying it's kind of marketed as a standalone, but it has elements in it that you, 
you know, leaves. It feels like it should. There should one. be a sequel because Emma Wang, I believe, initially wrote this book expecting to write a trilogy, and then and then didn't. One of the reasons I read in an interview, which she didn't interview with us, it was another person. <laughs> but in in one of interviews, she was saying she was really depressed when she wrote this, which in some of the scenes you can kind of tell. It's just, wow. Wow, you have to be in a certain some, mental some of this, state. Some of this emo- the emotional seeds had to come from someplace. Yeah, and clearly she was she was feeling it, and I'm I'm hope I'm hoping she's out of it because I would never want to be in those dark places. She is. She wrote something. It's it's very gritty. It's very adult, and you will love it with its uniqueness. But so it's kind of marketed as standalone. There are some pieces at the end. I would say that you can finish this book and feel very satisfied. But there's elements of there could have been a second. So it's almost hinting at another yeah. thing in the future, right? Though I hope that one day that uh, ML Wang will actually continue with this world and series. Oh, she, I think she's continuing with the world. Yeah. But not with these characters aren't going to have a follow-up immediately. One of those situations. Well, from what I understand, uh, she talked about how when she first came up with this world and the world building for it, mm-hmm. that it was... There's fundamental flaws with it that to her understanding, kind of breaks the further she expands into it. So she's actually putting the entire world on hold and doing a different universe, That's a different right. world to write about. So, But she said she may revisit it. I'm just hoping she does eventually. And after reading this book, this is Emma Wang's biggest. Mm-hmm. So uh, her other ones on Goodreads, as if, as if Goodreads is the measure of all things good, but it's got over a 4.5, and her other books aren't as high. I haven't read her other stuff. But if you're to read Emma Wang, this is the one. Yeah. Would you? Do you want to say anything else about Wang about the spoiler freeness of this? What, what What do you agree with and disagree with with some of those premises going into this book? Do you think you should warn people? I, I think it's deserved to have a warning on what you should be expecting because if you expect something and you do not receive it, it can often lead to a poor experience. And so, managing your expectations is very important. Because, uh, I mean, you look at the front cover and you just see, like, this samurai. So you kind of think, like, ooh, there's going to be, like, a samurai revenge story. And it's not that. And also, when you start reading it, you think it's going to go one way. Anyway, I think we've talked about we're towing the, We're towing the line too much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's, let's actually get into our spoiler-free ratings here. Quick intermission here. Richard and I have a massive announcement we actually have Richard's a pregnant. What? 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 <laughs> we yeah. Go ahead, Rich. We have our first sponsor. This is this is insane. Well, unlike a pregnancy that takes money, this one we get money. Yeah. In the form of supporting Displate. So thank you so much, Displate, for actually reaching out to us, and we actually have one of their posters up on the wall. Super unique, easy magnetic mounting system where you could just one of the cool things you can actually swap those out if you have two posters you want to same mounting brackets and you just put out your other metal poster does not damage the wall whatsoever this is a company we have known about and liked their things before they reached out to us so they're like hey let's let's work together we're like oh we've come across a couple different companies that come to us and didn't really feel comfortable taking a sponsorship but this is the first one actually could support the product it's It's, actually great they have fantastic art lord of the rings dune avatar last airbender wheel Wheel time yeah of course i was gonna say whatever stormlight they have star wars marvel all of the big brands that you're thinking of they got it we have our own page where we handpicked selected what we think you guys would like on displate.com slash tutor ramble just like our channel displates giving our viewers 20 percent off if you get one to two displates and 30 percent off if you get three or more disc plates, if you use the code two to ramble and also checking out our link in the description below, not only do you get cool stuff, it supports us. They'll keep working with us in the future. This is crazy. We, we have a sponsor. <laughs> Can we even review things with an unbiased perspective anymore? No, I, I think we are now completely sold out. Can they trust our rating that we're about to give? Can they do that? No, no, they can't. Wow. That's pretty sad. We're paid shills now. Sorry, it's sorry to see it happen. Spoiler-free rating. We won't spoil it yet, but mm-hmm. what did you rate this book, The Sword of Kagan, out of 10? A 7.8 out of 10. 7.8. A very strong score, and in all honesty, I could be convinced to raise that higher. Oh. There, there, there's some outlets that I think we could discuss. But actually, um, go ahead and get your 
How about you give yours? Were you about to move uh, on to your first thing without asking me? What I was my about was? to move on to someone else, something else, and I remember. Oh yeah, you're. Here. I'm also here. Yeah. Yeah, I thought I saw why that. You, why don't you give? Us I your saw. Rating? You know, if we weren't recording right now, I know for a fact you wouldn't have asked. <laughs> you, you, I know for certain you would have moved right on. And just, <laughs> just had to how but I listen, do. the audience has captured you, <laughs> and now my rating for the Sword of Kagan is an eight point nine nine. Dang, so close. And I have a reason for it being point zero one because I'm first off I'm just I'm terrible. We, we we're on YouTube talking about books. What do you expect? We're what do you expect from us? Okay, we're pedantic. It's fine. I'm, and I don't even say the eight point nine nine is a joke. I mean that because I love our rating system so much. I'm like, does it deserve the nine? It's so it's it's a phenomenal book. There's one big flaw I have at the end, but I can't get into that in the spoiler free yeah. section. Actually, in our book club all. All of us kind of rated together, gave it a seven point four five out of ten average. And hey, we have a lot, all, a lot of our uh, people watching here are very critical, and I like that. Crit- critical, we critically think about things, and often our audiences. Uh, We're all a bunch of commodities. Yeah, great. I wasn't gonna call them that, but I- <laughs> no, they will take it with a term and endearment. Yes. You all that are watching and listening, you're a bunch of curmudgeons just like us, and you know what? That's fine. We we welcome you. Here. You're not. They're not like us. They're worse. Eh, they're, they're worse. worse. There no, we go. Let's, let's trash them all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all if right. you think we're bad, you guys are. worse. Yeah, way worse. Now with that, please continue watching this video as we get into spoilers. Spoiler warning here. Spoiler warning. Now you have it. been warned. You officially warned. Go read the book, then come back. Seriously, it is a recommend. It is. It definitely is. It's a, totally need to recommend it, and. I think that's enough of a warning. Let's get right into it. Let's do it. All right. What did you give the emotional impact score? 8.8. I gave it an 8.75. So based really close on the agreement. It is, I would say, some of these emotional moments get me into the nines and close to tens. Yeah. But there's some chapters and some of the pacing issues that really drags down my emotion overall energy when i'm enjoying it so for me a 10 out of 10 type of emotional impact book would be something i literally can never put down like i i just have to keep reading and it just never stops and i'm just i'm i'm all the way in with all the characters no character is weak Uh, i want i i care deeply about every character and there's no point in the book that i'm not interested yeah with this book you know, I care about some characters more than others, some of the pacing where I am very interested, but I could put it down. You know, like, I, like, hey, I got something to do. I'll pick it up a little later, and I'll get back to it. Never change, Richard. Never change. What? Another 8.75 that you start with the <laughs> negatives. Not, not once, just one time on this channel where you give something a great rating, and you say why <laughs> it's good, and then sandwich method does not exist to Our you. podcast would be five minutes long if I just was like, oh yeah, it's good. I like this, this, and this. And then that's it. Look, there's, you could expand on that, you know? You could expand. Uh. <laughs> no, no, no. Because here's the thing. I agree I agree with your point that, that you're getting into, but I just want I just one question. Mm-hmm. Why did you love the book that much to give it an 8.75? Okay. Now we're in spoilers. <laughs> oh yeah, we're in spoilers. Go yeah. ahead. Mamaru's death. Yeah. At, there's two real emotional moments and it's Mamaru's death and then it's the duel with Masaki and her husband oh my god what I my heart was wrenched out like I was actually in disbelief of going no Mamaru isn't dead okay so of course he is slow down you're being way too nice to this book why did you hate (laughs) (laughs) you're just jerking me around you're just a play toy (laughs) I'm giving you all these positives. My goal is just to disagree with you. So yeah, that's fair. You you pick the two best seeds. Go ahead, go on those seeds. I won't interrupt again. I'll shut up. Sorry. Yeah. It's well, it's midnight. I'm I'm too loopy right now. Go ahead. Yeah, other people get drunk to get loopy. You just don't sleep enough. Yeah, it's it's bad. It's you're awake too. What are you saying? I'm doing fine, man. I'm not. I drink coffee. You don't drink coffee. I watch you drink coffee. I don't and think I, that's the same. I watched the addiction grow is the problem. I, you, it's First it's two cups, then it's three, then it's cocaine. Yeah, I don't think that's how it works. But you know what? What you're saying. You about, have abs, I don't. So what do I know? Listen, Takara, what you were saying about the husband. Okay. 
And Mamaru. Can I, can I finish? Can and I the talk? husband. <laughs> <laughs> this is such a mess. No, look, I actually remember when I was first reading Mamaru's death scene, and I yeah. was talking to you about it, and you were actually a little ahead of me, where I was actually going, oh, no, 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 Mamaru... It's possible he's still alive. No way. He has the he has these blood powers. Maybe he actually survived the bombing. Who knows? It was hilarious. And then just no, not not that that was hilarious. It was hilarious that sorry I cut you off there again. But it was hilarious that the end of the chapter is literally his guts getting pulled out of him, looking down, saying, "I'm actually dead." Blood everywhere, and Rich for the next five chapters going. Oh, he's coming back. Not the next. Five. The book Don't finished. Give me the, that. the book finished. You're like, Mamaru's alive, right? It's just slander, <laughs> lies, and slander. All right, defend yourself. What'd you actually say? Oh well, the next chapter. I was thinking like because yeah. we didn't see him, and they there wasn't like confirmation of death, and so I was like, oh okay, maybe maybe he survived it. Maybe he used his blood powers to actually like put his organs back together. Right. That's how shocking of a twist was. You couldn't believe it for a whole chapter. Yeah, exactly. That speaks to how great of a death that was. Yeah. And that that kind of death where you want it's a character you want to see grow so badly. Mm-hmm. And you get behind Mamoru and it he dies at the he he accomplishes his goal in a sense. Yeah, ultimately he actually does fulfill his character arc. Like yeah. he Especially in the first half of the book, he was looking for purpose and meaning. He right. Was, and he found it. And he's more... Div- he, honestly, he, he was... In his final moments, he was a better man than his father. Mm. And, and the Mamaru's death was so unfortunately spoiled for me. Really? Yeah. And it still, oh. it still affected me. Mm. Because I knew... I didn't know when he died. I knew he okay. was going to. And the the way it was written, and, and Patron Curtis also said this, uh, I had very similar feelings to him, of what Mamaru's death was written so wonderfully that it still hit. And mm. Emma Wang, her, well, we'll get into her dialogue and prose, but just staying on pure emotion, the way she wrote these scenes, yeah. you even mentioned, I can't believe this is the first thing you said, you cried at a certain point in the book. Yeah. Which point was that? I know, but I'm saying this for the audience's sake. <laughs> Which point in the book was that? I want to hear it again. <laughs> I-, I cried at the... When Masaki actually has this moment with Mamaru before before he dies of realizing that this is like the first time she's ever felt motherly love. And that is such a oh. tragic... It, it It's both tragedy and wholesome and wonderful that it's this overwhelming feeling of love and with the magic system how it works in the way of how much she hates how cold her whole family is like literally physically cold because of their magic and she wants this sense of warmth and she's just lacking from that but and that's kind of been a physical barrier in the way of her emotional relationship but this moment where she's actually able to talk with Mamaru about her past and he's genuinely interested, it's just this, she finally goes, that's what everyone has been telling me about. That's what I've, all the sacrifice I've done to be a mother, to be a good wife to my family and be a good daughter to my, to my uh, father and all these things, all the suffering that I've kind of, and things I've given up in my life was for the promise of this motherly love. That was what I've done everything for and I haven't felt for years. And it's the first time she felt it. Like, oh, It's so bittersweet as well because she finally feels it, one. But two, she realizes all that time and regret Mm -hmm. and how much time she wasted, which is why the two themes of this book clearly are regret and grief. And it's done very, very powerfully. And that bittersweetness, the bittersweetness of stories is are some of the most emotionally impactful things to me. Mm-hmm. Just like Mamaru's death is bittersweet. It's sweet because he accomplishes his goal, but it's damn bitter because he's dead. Yeah, and by the time you get to the duel scene, I think I really appreciate and wish that, oh my God, Mamaru had so much potential. Because mm-hmm. you really, like, at first you think like, okay, yeah, he would have been the youngest Whispering Blade user. And then with the duel, you kind of see how, what the potential of the blood-bending magic, and you go, oh, Mamaru with blood-bending magic and the Whispering Blade, 
yeah, he would have been <laughs> god of the world. He would have been overpowered in this universe to a ridiculous degree and basically will never see it. And he had a good spirit, a good heart. Yeah. He was a good person, genuinely. And his mom saw that. Masaki saw that, too. Oh. Wow, how, how wonderfully that was written. And Mamaru's death and Masaki's character growth, and everything, those weren't even my favorite parts. My most emotionally impactful part where I genuinely stood out of my chair walking going, no way, this book is awesome. That, I, I said that because I'm a loser and I was, I was alone and I had no one to talk to. I, I actually said, I'm not just saying that for a joke, I said that out loud. And I, I couldn't believe it. The Takaru duel scene for me was so great and I, I'm jumping everywhere, I'm sorry, but you said during this, uh, before the scene happened, I, 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 was, I finished the book before you and you were still on Takaru and... You hated like literally yeah. the chapter before the, the chap- duel. The chapter before the duel, and you were complaining to me in the car, saying Takaru is the worst person. Yeah. I I hate him. Like you, there was you, no justification for how yes. awful of a person he is. Horrible person. Horrible. And you were saying this in the car, and I had to keep my mouth shut. Going, like, I, I just couldn't <laughs> wait till you got to the duel scene, because that scene for me and redemptions are my favorite. Mm-hmm. Tro- one of, one of my favorite tropes. And it, he did, did he redeem himself completely? Does it mean he did nothing wrong? No, no, no. But you understand now. This almost impossible psychopath, he seemed like a psychopath. Just cold-hearted, makes no sense why he's doing the things he's doing. Evil, evil person. And the duel scene happens, and you realize he's been channeling, becoming the mountain, and using this as an evasive thing. And it's using this it's kind an of emotional like, crutch that has stunted his, his emotional dr- growth his since drug. he was... Yeah, since he was a child. It's his thing he fell back on because he got beat by his father and his upbringing. You finally understand him. Yeah. And it, Emma Wang also uses the magic system, uses fantasy magic to elevate that and show you the, the story, the plot reason why that happens, which is just what fantasy is for. Mm-hmm. Combining the elemental magic with his personality, with his upbringing to make this what he is my favorite character in this book favorite character in this mm. book Takaru is amazing and not, not amazing for being horrible to his wife that, but as a character <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I understanding him wow 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 and on top of Takaru I'm also saying wow a lot so I stay awake because it's midnight I gotta, I gotta say things to keep myself awake so to, not just Takaru but his brother and sensei something I loved about this book was the three of them having their different fighting styles aligned with their personalities was so cool to see in the fight scenes. The uncle, uh, Takaru's brother, was amazing because just just a raw rage. And Emma Wang, want to get into the characters? Yeah, I was about to say we're starting to get yes. into the characters here. Let's. What was your character rating? My character rating was an eight point two five. Eight point two five. Mine was a nine point two five. I'm, this I'm is blown something away. I could definitely be convinced to raise. The reason okay. why I don't have it into the nines is some of the more side characters are just not to the nine standard where of course Takaru Masaki and um Takaru's brother I, I didn't feel the same way oh I gotta say brother. why I did but it, would you say would you say like even the uh, he's interesting Ma- but, but I wasn't Masaki's other children other sons he's, you even get a lot from they're Hia- unique and but not to a significant degree that I would put into the nine with their page time, I'd say they're excellent because mm. it's not like they're focused on, but still I get each one of their little personalities. She puts these snippets in there where I'm terrible with the names, but the oldest of the five-year-old wanting to be like his brother and the realization that of his brother dying and his coping with it is, oh, I'll never be able to, I'll never be able to prove myself better than him. And yeah. you know he means that in like a heartfelt way, but also that, that's how he processes it as a five-year-old. Yeah. Now he could never that's catch wonderful. up. That's wonderful. Yeah. That, that's not, again, not wonderful that it happened, but it's wonderfully written. It's just, <laughs> I, I love that yeah. about the book and all the other children having one's more tepid, one's more, little little things that make you understand the character and why I like the uncle so much. I am really taking the bully's pulpit. but I'm taking this mic over this episode. I'm, I'm actually going to, I can knock down your score with yeah. like, I can knock down your character score with one word. Oh, don't. Robin. Ah, damn it. <laughs> That's why it's not higher than 9.25. Robin, I liked a lot more in the flashback sequences, but we'll, let's, we'll talk, let's talk more Robin in the plot. In the plot, sure. So. But with, uh, with the uncle, why I like them so much is you don't get a ton with him, 
but you understand with his passion toward the when the fight comes, he wanted it so bad because you could put yourself in the shoes of training his entire life to be this ultimate warrior, and he's now on the decline. He's getting older and not able to use anything that he's learned throughout his life. He's just been a government. He's been mayor, and he does. He's not even really good at it. He's just the oldest. But uh, I think on this book, there's the the line here: better to. Better to die sharp in war than rust through a time of peace. Yeah, that's the uncle right there. That's the uncle. And his fighting style exuding that, his rage. And then you have Takaru's precision and the sensei's uh, speed. Was it? So it's they all have their different... Technique. T- technique, that's it. So I think that's wonderful. But characters for you, you said it could be raised, but why, do you think it's really good and what keeps it from going higher? Well, I, I didn't... I thought that the brother just was not as it, like he was there is interesting. Like, yeah, I could connect okay. with his fight scenes, but I wasn't really emotionally attached to him dying like at all. I, I didn't particularly care. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac burger, McNuggets or McCrispy sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Uh, or hmm. the sensei. Like, I thought the sensei was really there and gone. Like, I, I don't really, really remember the name too much about him. Okay. However. Interesting. The things that you brought up with the children, I think it be convinced on that definitely because uh, the children definitely were unique and had their own characteristics and you could see their future which i think is a important aspect is like you can when you're looking at a character and you're reading one you could see their future they live off the page yes it, it honestly that's the that's one of the uh markers of a good story in almost every aspect mm-hmm. is you know a plot is good when the plot lives off the page Yes. You know a world is good when the world lives off the page. Uh, same thing with all these things. So yeah. characters, when they live off the page, is when they're great. So like Mamaru, he lives off the page. Like I can mm-hmm. think of so many, like, oh my god, he could have done this. It, he would have been this yep. aspect. So for so many, many characters, characters, I don't do so I don't see that with Sensei or the uh, uncle. Okay. I thought they are very good. Like, they're not bad characters. They're just not that nine. You know okay. what I mean? I, oh, yeah, I get you. I just like them a lot more. Fair I, enough. I, I'm also comparing it to their page time, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I guess with the uncle, when his death, it didn't affect me in like, oh, that's it. It kind of affected me in a, I was happy for him. Oh. That's how he wanted <laughs> That's how he wanted to go. Tell his finally, wife kind of talked about it. We're like, yeah. In all honesty, like, like this is the best way he could have gone. I mean, I wouldn't want to see him die an old man where he had all this regret. I mean, it's what he wanted. Uh, I, I was kind of she's more like hey I regret I don't have more time with him yeah but of course if he has to die I'd rather have di- like yeah, yeah he wanted to die this way rather than out of old age yeah honestly the one character that I really liked in the beginning and then just Teeter just wasn't as present was Mamaru's friend from the Kang? outside Kang was it yes yeah so he was at the beginning um, interesting and yeah. brought, I think he was a big hook in the plot. That was your inciting incident. This new guy telling Mamaru about the outside world, and mm-hmm. we'll get to that in world building magic. But he was more plot. Uh, he was more of a plot device than an integral character. And to be fair, after Mamaru's death, what place does he have in the story? He still had his part of the communication towers and yeah. was with helping helping rebuild afterward. Um, I don't think we got a lot of interactions with him afterward, especially since Mamaru's dead. How are we going to? It's from Masaki's yeah. point of view. It's not like she's hanging out with Kang. Yeah, no. It's, so it makes his, sense. His point in the story is kind of over, but yeah, yeah. I, I didn't feel too much for him either. But it's again, it's these are degrees. It's kind of like saying it's degrees. Yeah, I'm giving. I'm still giving it seven and eights. You know, like they're still great. I'm just not going perfection. That's hey, not, I, I'm, I ar- gotta, I'm not arguing against good. I'm arguing against perfection. I got hey, I don't think it's ten out of ten, but not, I gotta say of fantasy books I, I've especially read like this is this is phenomenal character work. Yeah. I don't know what else to say about it other than this. Just it deserves a nine plus for me. Yeah, I, I'm I can't wait for you to read First Law. 
Okay. Because that's right. where I would actually say, like, you want to get that 9 and 10 character building? First Law Trilogy. Hey, they can both be 9 pluses, you know. They can. They, they, can, can. Both, they can both be there. Uh, do you want anything else on characters? No, I think that's good. I think. Let's do you, do you think you'd raise it a little bit in post? Or mm, I can see myself la- uh, raising it at least another 0.25, like Fair. 8.5, 8.75. Okay. I don't think I would give it the 9, but I can Fair definitely enough. see it high 8s. Okay, then plot time? Plot time. What this did you rate is, plot out of 10? I gave it a 7.25. Makes sense. I Good. Like, better than average, like, significantly better than average. It, Got it. Especially with the unique aspects it does and how it, um, I think, during certain parts, it's well-paced. However, there are aspects of the book where I think it goes a little too long and maybe could be condensed somewhere in the middle. Possibly. I'm really going to agree with your flaws here. I still gave it an 8.8. And it's conflicted with that. I'll give you, I'll give you this. I've been talking too long. I'm sorry. This book's been a lot. I'm I'm talking more. It's your podcast too. You can talk. (laughs) I know, but it's just, I've been in that position before where an entire episode, you just talked at me and looked at me and I looked like (laughs) a little sheep over here. And I was like, I'm never going to do that to Richard. And I've done it several times now. (laughs) What goes around comes around. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Well, with this one, uh, the, the, I was about to go on and just talk about the plot where I'll let you go. (laughs) Sorry. So with, with the plot, 7.25, want to get into, uh, I'll, I'll let you go negative first. So why, why does it go a little <laughs> bit lower? I'm a, I, know, I know more so why because we talked about it a bit, but why is that? I think Josh actually brought up a good point uh, from, from our uh, book club. From our book club, from Patreon. Our- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That there are some things that it is teased and opened up about that this should be a continue like there should be more to the story and the fact that there isn't leads to a kind of lack of planning in the plot structure and some stuff that probably should have been left more ambiguous and should we shouldn't have gotten some details okay it it makes the story a bit more confusing because it's the Chekhov's gun of like oh my god oh this these elements kind of come into the story and then they're never really addressed again and that happens kind of in the beginning with um you say more the, the empire, the, 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 yeah, the empire, the 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 what what is the the Ranganese? The Ranganese are what's the group that actually uses the glass? Um, uh, Yama, the, the the glass. I'm terrible with names. The Very gla- sorry. Oh, sorry. The invincible glass. Yeah, the the Yama, the country of Yama, I believe. Yeah, has those glass. That it's just not as developed in that point. Uh, and then all the fla- the flashbacks themselves, probably it's a weird um, tonal shift that I think I could be convinced it works. But ultimately, the largest issue with the plot that brought it down by more than a point was the last chapter for me. And I thought that you maybe exaggerated when you told me like, oh yeah, the last chapter brought it down for you. Oh, I did tell you that, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it brings it down. It. Mm-hmm. There's at least, what, a hundred pages that could probably be cut? And that, that's significant. It, it felt to me, after the... So I give it an 8.8. I docked a whole point, I guess, on the scale that we have for the ending. Of I, you, you could tell I've loved this book so much. And I thought, mm-hmm. it, I, I want to praise this first, because that's what I do, Richard. Oh, okay. I, I first, you know, I you give the it to po- accolades. You the positive guy and I'm the negative Nancy? Listen, I no, I'm negative. Just I say positives first so it looks better. You know, oh, okay. it looks better for PR. <laughs> so, <laughs> so when Emma Wing doesn't respond to us again. <laughs> so with, uh, what was I saying? The, 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 the Positives. Yeah, that's right. Positives. That's right. <laughs> it's, it's still so late. So with the positives, it's such a unique structure and I love it where the inciting incident kind of takes you in. It pulls you in slowly, uh, with with Mamaru and underst- him finding finding out that he's been lied to about the empire. And then you obviously have the big climax in the middle with the battle. It's like a four chapter long epic battle. So we're gonna dialogue pros. We'll hold off for dialogue pros talking about how well it's written. But four chapters long of the most badass battles, which we should have mentioned in emotional impact, which we didn't. It's just so I mentioned it, but yeah. Oh, I don't listen to you. Yeah, I don't never listen to you. <laughs> the battle is amazing, 
And then after the battle, it's dealing with the grief and regret. It's those themes. Now, I was totally on board, even from that scene to Takaru, mm-hmm. to Takaru's duel, because in between that was a lot of pages. Maybe could have been cut. Maybe. I couldn't. I can't pick out where. I'm, I'm not that good. But the, the scenes between Mamaru's death and Takaru fighting Misaki, you were seeing how evil Takaru was and how he was reacting. And I got emotionally involved of this guy sucks. But what are they going to do? Misaki, get out of here. And I was so emotionally invested. So when the duel happened, boom. Loved that so much. Loved that scene. And then after the duel, there were four more chapters. And those four chapters take up, I believe, about 130, 150 pages of the book version we have at least. And that's where I felt it could have been wrapped up in maybe one or two. And that's when we were mentioning the spoiler-free part. This seemed like it was going on to a sequel that isn't coming out. So when I was expecting it to wrap up more, and then you have that really long Robin chapter. I'm well, guessing... Robin, yeah, no, Robin coming in at the end. I can understand on some level it's, I think, a good way to wrap up Masaki, where Takaru is showing some kindness and respect and trust of going, hey, I shut the door on this part of your life for you 15 years ago. And so this time I'm letting you kind of get closure from it. And yep. also kind of your la- kind of you're out like, Hey, no one's really pressuring you anymore. If you want to leave, like you wanted to before you can, and kind of really putting a lot of trust in her and saying, it's your decision to make. And so her closing the door on, her relationship with Robin was very much makes sense. She needed, she needed to be able to say like, it, it basically removes the, some of the regret that hey, this was now my decision. I made a good one, and finally mm-hmm. she could close the door on it. I get that. It yeah, it's good. But all of the stuff that Robin comes comes with of the the assassination attempt, and that there's this building army that with all the different benders and also his son kind of that whole thing was kind of weird. I, I don't know why I didn't like it, but him with his son felt off and then just like, just it, like it was a B plot that wasn't necessary. Almost. It was yeah. a sort of, it was setting up for something else because things, important things very much did happen after Takaru's uh, after Takaru and Mizaki's fight scene. Where, for example, Masaki and Suzuki, I believe that the their friend it starts with Hiroi, Hiroi, uh, hey, or Hiroi, Hiaru. I'll, 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 I'll try. Let me. Look. Yeah, her her suicide was heartbreaking, and so you yeah. do you have these very important scenes that need to be written. So it's not that it's not that after the Takaru and Masaki fight, it's all just garbage. Uh, do you have the name? Hold up. Um, Hiori. Hiori. Or, yeah, Hiori. Hiori, okay. So Hiori's death, things like that were so important. And it was more so with the stuff in between. It just felt too long where the wrap-up mm-hmm. could have been two chapters. Well, also, I really liked a lot of the scenes uh, between Misaki and Takaru of them kind of figuring out their new relationship. Yeah, yeah. And the moments of them actually becoming a partnership and working together. And they're both uh, Takaro kind of telling his wife, like, Hey, I, I want you to talk to me, which one he's never done before. He never wants her. Now he's telling her like, Hey, I want your input now. (laughs) Like, please, like I respect you enough, but you need to talk to me. You like that, right? That's good. Yeah. yeah, That's that's, a good thing. That's why, that's why I give it over an eight and not over a seven. Well, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> the ending has a lot of good things in there, but it's just it's mainly it's, Robin. Yeah, there's some stuff with Robin. There's some stuff that just it just goes on, mm-hmm. and it, it didn't hit that for how great of moments there were in this book. I shouldn't just say moments. It's just for such a great book, you're expecting an ending that blew your brains out, and that was just wrapped it up and going, oh, Chef's kiss. And because those expectations were high, I guess it fell flat. Mm-hmm. But it's still a fine ending. No problem with yeah. it. And it still, it still ends and concludes with that theme of grief and regret. Very, very prevalent. Yeah. So, uh, anything else you want to say in plot? Or you? No, I think let's move right into dialogue and prose. Dialogue and prose. What did you rate dialogue and prose? You gave it a 7 out of 10. 
Seven out of ten. Seven out of ten. That surprises me. I've known your rating before. We talked about this. But I don't remember it being a seven out of ten just because I, a lot of people were saying the ratings. So I, I forgot that it was a seven. But that I gave it a nine point one. Mm. I give. I, I, I guess it doesn't surprise me. Actually, it's it's coming from <laughs> you because huh, why a seven? I thought this was excellent for I us. give I give Sanderson like a seven point. Like actually, let me see. Like oh, you have it on the. I have my notes. That's pulled it, up. That's I true. can pull that's this true. up. I I give dialogue and prose for Sanderson a seven point five. I'd say I, I, I I'm I think I'm being very it's okay, very okay. close to Sanderson level for me. I would even argue this is I give Sanderson stuff like nine plus with pros as well, but this this is at his level and better in some stances. Yeah, I've I think the the fight scenes are so wonderfully written, the death scenes so wonderfully written. She has this unique unique part of her prose as well where she'll go from third person limited to third person omniscient, those couple of parts and she uses it in the right times. And mm-hmm. the, I was engrossed. I mean, I, it's all very preference. You give it a seven, five. It's I, I know you don't dislike it. It's just on a scale of, I liked it a lot I, more. I liked it quite a bit. So like right. average book would be five. five. Yeah. And so I, no, I get you. really, it's really, really good. It's just, I have read that there's my criteria, a lot of for, uh, for dialogue and prose, one is superb. Where I don't need to know, I don't need to actually read who is talking. That just their dialogue alone lets me know who's talking. That's a big one for me. This does pretty darn well, but not to that level. I've read okay. some expertly done ones. I'd say Lord of the Rings is an expert. Well, of that. course, yeah. But there's others. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then I would say layered. Layered writing is some of the most important things you can do where you accomplish multiple goals with kind of almost every line of dialogue. This every is Terry Pratchett, every, right? Exactly. Right. Terry Pratchett's probably the best at layered writing. Yeah. Yeah, we've had this discussion where you, you, exactly. you're, so, you're very harsh on dialogue. I get it. I get yeah, it. It's just what, yeah. just how it is. Uh, okay, it's fine. <laughs> I mean, di- dialogue prose, it's very tough as well when rating dialogue prose for me mm-hmm. because... It's the toughest category to rate because it's the least uh, it's the least amount of say that I have, if that makes sense. Because I feel like I can explain and illustrate my opinion on characters or a plot, how I felt, or about a world, because it's all there. Mm-hmm. But when you're coming to the craft itself, it's hard for me to look at something and go, that craft is a five. <laughs> you get what I, it's kind of like looking at a movie yeah. that's beautifully shot and made. It just there's things you don't understand about it, about certain pros, about certain cinematography that just goes, okay, I'm not even close to understanding how they did this. Mm-hmm. How am I supposed to? How am I supposed to say it's? It's it's tough to it's I, tough to judge. I will actually think the oddest curve for me is I I tend to read good books. Yeah, yeah. That's just a general thing of I've read good books. Right. And of that, I've read books that are really well written because I just why would I bother reading poor books this is well written and so it's right? very hard for me to like my my idea of a five is probably very inflated fair you know what I mean uh, like fair enough my five is published industry standard well rated books average and that's probably what, really what word hot. would you use for this prose from Emma Wang Decent, good, great, bad. Great. You'd say great. I'd say great. So I guess that that's what we're called. You'd say great. I'd say like superb. Yeah, I, I it's, just, it's yeah. a small difference. Like I really liked the fight scenes, but it's hard when when I go through these rating things. I rating system. I look at like say writing the fight scene. Yeah. I'd say hey, is is this the best? Like is this better than first law? First law writes action better. I would actually say also the black prism. Uh, Brent Weeks writes action better. Uh, is the action written better than um, Brian McClellan? It, we're much closer. Both are really, similar really level. good, but I think it's about similar level. But just action, what about yeah. outside the action sequences as well? Emo- so it's emotional like you're, you're comparing scenes. all that. Yeah, exactly. You. And so I'm just kind of going through those lists of was it better or worse than this other book? Mm-hmm. And 
because all the books are really good, it's it doesn't mean that this book kind of shoots up to the nine. Okay. Because almost all the books I'm reading are good. Gotcha. It, makes, it makes it hard for the others, but I've read books where the emotional impact is like a three. So it means you can see the higher scales. Okay. But that's explaining numbers. <laughs> that's explaining my numerical problem with our literary rating system. <laughs> I, I guess what the, a big difference in how we rate as well is I, I'm, I have a lot more books where I rate them similar to where I have a, I have a lot of eights, a lot of nines that are mm-hmm. there, uh, especially because there's a lot of bad books out there. We just haven't read them. Yeah, uh, there, there's a so if, to use the scale, there should especially if you're choosing these books to read that are recommended, you're generally going to read more eights and nines, so even seven pluses, because it's not like you're going out of your way to finish a book that you're hating. So generally, true. generally speaking, I'm going to pick up a book and it's going to be at least a seven. If I and hey, there's been books we've rated fives on this podcast and so forth. That would be there's, the the real. Uh, Tess is I really need to find my fives you do, like, yeah, what yeah. is the industry five I have my ten? five it, the prior is my five like that is just a dead it's it's a book <laughs> it's like, a book it, it's a book if you want to read the prior I'm not gonna recommend it it's just <laughs> it, it exists and you might like it I I was I'd read it. <laughs> that is I have no emotional like I don't like it I don't hate it that's my perfect five. That's fair. So I just look at everything else in the prior. So how much more did I like this in the prior? How much less? <laughs> but okay, that was we we beat. The, we didn't really talk about her pros. We talked about why the numerical reason for. That's well, okay. Rapid fire. Rapid fire. Do it. The dramatic emotional scenes with Misaki is just wonderfully written. Of you get really inside her head and yeah. the conflict, and it's some dark complex problems that she goes through and so that's really hard thing to write and she does ml wang does it fantastically wonderful written wonderfully written the like i said before characters have a good voice and their own kind of unique voice yeah maybe not better than some i've read but very good should be well respected the action scenes i thought were really fun and did remind me of avatar so i loved that aspect um bringing it down for me is of course uh, I don't think it has that kind of layered writing, which is a really high bar, I know. Yeah, but I have to put that out there. But I, I, have, mean, to, I have to put that out there. <laughs> <laughs> I will see how long you let me go with I that. Need to, I need to find what you like and ridicule it. <laughs> well, to be fair, well, I, I already do like, that with Brandon Sanderson. Yeah, and you love him. It's, it makes no sense. <laughs> but hey, well said. I mean, it, it's it's your wrong opinion. So <laughs> are you good with going on to world yeah. building and magic? Mm-hmm. What did you rate the world building and magic? A seven seven five. Okay, I gave it a nine out of ten, and it makes sense. My my total is eight point nine nine on this book, so I had a lot of high eights and low nines. As generally speaking, yeah, I think the one nitpick that started to get to me more hmm. is that uh, oh, who he, was the, Sills, Matt, Dan? Sills, our, yeah, the our, the gun yeah. one. Gotcha. How the hell are guns not a thing here? That they they are a thing, but they're not used. Not in the fight. Yeah, which is strange. The more I think about it, the more I'm going. So when hmm, when he brought it up, break? I didn't think about it while I was reading it, but my headcanon just assumes that since the magic is so powerful, uh, these these Matsudas and the waterbenders here are so powerful that guns just don't work. Like you have the gun in the helicopter in the air that shoots down and because it's too far away, but guns against these these benders. Just that not gonna work out the, for you. The humidity in the winter, you know, yeah. snowy air that you just freeze the mechanism. Shut down the guns. Like why? Why use them? It's like bringing a. It's like bringing a metal gun to a fight against Magneto. Why the hell are you doing that? No, you have to find more creative ways. So you send your benders, your air benders. That's your most powerful tool. Beyond that, it's so. Uh, what, I don't know. What's that just for? <laughs> it, it, yes, Takaru could probably do it, but. I don't think the Ranganese knew how powerful they really were and that why wouldn't they bring it or at least go from a certain distance away? Why wouldn't they have snipers? Why wouldn't they, they just... They had guns from the helicopter from above. They shot from above where they couldn't reach. That's that's where the guns came in. Well, that right? was the Empire. The Empire. Oh, yeah. The Empire came in and shot. Right. Yeah. But not the Ranganese just came out on the boats. 
Exactly. Got it. Got it. So, so I don't the, know why they why didn't. the Ranganese didn't use the guns. Not yeah, just the it, it just doesn't. Like I would think they would at least have it or dress it, or at least try, because guns okay. would probably be pretty helpful <laughs> in that battle, especially against Maybe? like not against Takaru and his brother. No, because like, yeah, they could do an ice wall. They could freeze the mechanisms. Sure. But the others weren't that powerful. I guess when you have the option of you can bend air or use a gun, bending air is just better. So oh, no, air, the bullets. Bullets beat airbenders. Uh, yes. Well, with this kind of magic, I don't know if that's the case. Bullets go fast enough they can cut through air. <laughs> yes. No, the things you can do, like, for example, with the you tornadoes. You can shoot a tornado and the bullet's still good to go through. Oh, well, with the with the tornado though, they needed the people to have the tornado to create it. So I guess if you can't hold a gun and also bend a freaking tornado, you got your benders, and then you yeah. got your not very good benders. Is this where we're going? The world get... building talk on the yes. guns. <laughs> have some guns. Guns are great. Guns are good. Why don't they have them? Well, it's a very unique world where there's this isolated. It's the isolated Matsuda, the Kaigen, or what's the actual town the actual town they're in but anyways on on that peninsula where they're kind of separate from the rest of the world which is technology technologically advanced it makes so sense why we, they don't no of course but then we we might not know exactly the details of why the ranganese don't bring the gun so in our head canon it could be hey they brought them in the last war it didn't work like the guns were used against them maybe mm. like there, there's a lot of reasons i don't think it's the biggest deal in the world that we know there's technology there's a literal gun that shoots down well they have planes the they have they have literal like Game Boy systems. Like they should have real good guns. They why got tornadoes. They? That's why. Gun beats tornado. No, it doesn't. It does. <laughs> no. Gun beats tornado. We just no. It tornado. You're done. Tornadoes are powerful, but if there's someone in the center of a tornado and you mow them down with a machine gun. Tornado too Gun. powerful. Bullets go away. <laughs> it's just it's not how it works. You can't blow away. A oh, bullet. I'm sorry. Do you know how airbending works? And I know how mo- guns work. <laughs> how this magic system works? No, I don't think so. I don't think there's a tornado fast enough to stop a moving bullet. It's like, magic. Like okay, a cyclone, but like a bullet going knife. No, it's gonna hit. Um, listen, magic. Magic stops it. Ugh, it's fun. literal magic. You're reading fantasy. Get these guns out of here, unless you're Brian McClellan. He has some cool guns in his series. He does great gun, uh, gun okay. magic fantasy. Can, great. can we get serious about the world building here? Yeah. Like, did you like it? Did you dislike I it? Did like is it, it just the gun issue? Like, what's I the- really liked it. It's one of my higher ratings. <laughs> Seven seven five. It's great. You suck, dude. You are the worst. You are the absolute worst. And guess what time it is right now? It's, yeah. now, it's past one a.m. Oh, of course. Oh, let's keep going. <laughs> just, well, with the with the world building and magic, magic first. The way it's used in the battles, the dragon. Of course, we got to talk about it's the everything blade. I've oh. wanted to see in Avatar: The Last Airbender, but yeah. it's now. He, it's fully realized. Yes, and it was badass. Oh yeah, the f- bloodbending—that's how it should be used. Yes. This, oh my god, it's so cool in in this book where I just imagine like, oh, Katara would just be she she could beat up Toph in a physical combat if she actually bloodbent herself to just <sighs> punch Toph. <laughs> it's it, this is yeah, it's an adult nah. after lesser better. It, it's awesome. Yeah, it, magic was great and. Especially the dragon, I, I I have to repeat the dragon's just so cool, and especially with the going beyond that to the cultures and just the world itself, I I thought the uniqueness of this being a self-published book, it's also very unique in its world where you have this samurai-ish ancient doesn't seem like there's technology, then all of a sudden you find out there's television. You're like, what? That was a big surprise. It's a big surprise, and it it gets you into this kind of shell shock here. Shell shock's the wrong word, but this culture shock, I guess. Of Wait, I thought I was reading a book about, uh, this is hundreds of years ago technology, maybe thousands. Then there's there's advanced technology outside, and it makes sense why they don't have it. Uh, well, they do have technology, but not as much because of what the Empire is doing to them. The rela- Just very, very interesting. And on the cultural aspect, you even got some snippets here of Yama, the other countries, being, uh, and Kaigen itself being more of a puppet. And so you kind of get a an understanding of the geopolitical sphere outside of what's happening just with little tiny snippets. It's done really well for how focused the book is. Yeah, that's why I rated it pretty darn highly. <sighs> Screw you. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is why I should go into negatives. 
Because I agree with you. I'm bringing well, listen, up something else. Notice how my positive was at least a one or two minute runtime, and your positive was, yeah, good. So <laughs> that's why you don't talk positive. You can't talk about it for a minute. You can't just praise it no. for a minute before saying one of the worst parts about this book was seriously that, that last to chapter. Be fair. That last chapter did suck, honestly. <laughs> hey, when we did the Hyperion book video, that was just me going on a positive rant for <gasps> however long it was. We- Comment below if you want a Hyperion episode because I did not like Hyperion and Richard does. Incorrect Richard opinion. loves it and it's we can a, it's we can argue. One of my favorite books. I can get payback. I can just say all the things I hate about it. Oh, wonderful. You just you're just not a sci-fi guy. You're just a bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, another two to ramble episode. We're gonna go to bed. I think so. I hope. Oh, I hope. Want to go? I I got I got work in yeah. the morning. Oh, I was going to invite you upstairs. No. Okay. Don't do that. Good night, everybody. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.